Welcome to Oops All Apocalypses, a show where we explore the collapse of society by playing fun tabletop role-playing games. I'm your host, Stu Masterson, and I'm joined with two of my very, very good friends, Brady and Jacob. This is the final episode in our setup series. We also end this one by actually playing the game for the first time. We do like a tutorial session, run through a quick story, throw both of our characters into extreme danger, and see where it goes. Let's jump into the action. Wow, Decimo was so much fun. <laughs> what a time. What a time. Man, it was like it was just right now when we experienced that excitement. Because it was. Oh, yeah. Okay. Came up with some great background for our character. No, that was really interesting. I really like that there were kind of just some minor bounds to a lot of the just kind of world building stuff that you try to think of anyway. It really forces you to do those answers. It's way better than like as a DM running Dungeons and Dragons, I'll try to just ask like weird little backstory questions like, oh, well, what's your favorite food? Or what, what or the classic at the beginning of a session or beginning of a campaign going, oh, well, what would you be doing in the tavern? Ooh. And Ooh. trying to get little flicks of ideas from people who have certainly not thought about their characters beyond the stats they've written down. But this gave like very concrete questions that a lot of times were able to like open up to be more generic and like had follow-up questions that weren't even written down. I thought it went very well. Yeah, I had, a, I had a great sure. time, and I would say uh, make sure you send uh, the Decima people a big thank you from us. Yeah, and you guys haven't even seen the pretty cards. I'm going to have to send you pictures. Wait, you mean we aren't in person right now? No, we are several feet apart. Wow. I can barely see you from here. So a quick recap of what we learned through Decima, leaving out a lot of stuff. Book and Ocean live in Hamlet Opening, which is a small town on the outskirts of a large deteriorating subterranean city that they're calling Subtropolis, despite my best intentions. <laughs> uh, it's filled with collapsing buildings, dangerous enemies, and valuable loot that um, particularly Ocean tries to go scrounge around for because he likes the things that are deep. And I love right. scrounging books off of him. Yeah, you don't have to go into the dangerous places because he brings them to you exactly. until we start playing. Because <laughs> I was about to say, something's going to drag us together. I think until the call for action that, that, that might be happening within the next hour. Hamlet opening has a de facto ruler that you guys very wonderfully named Hickory Fleek, which I am very excited to come up with and portray him and figure out what voice he has. I don't know if either of you guys have played the very excellent game Sunset Riders before. Oh, I have not. No. Oh, no. It's I've an old SNES or arcade game. And the boss of the very first level, I quote, nearly daily. Um, he was this <laughs> big, large, uh, like kind of crime boss guy in the Old West. Sunset Riders was a Old West side-scrolling shooter game, like, uh, like the Ninja Turtles game, that type of thing. But as you kill him at the end of your boss fight, he falls to the ground off the second story balcony of the like bank he's robbing or something. And his head comes up for a second and he goes, marry me with my money and <laughs> dies. <laughs> and that is, I just really appreciate him as a character. <laughs> that line gets across more than most writers get in trilogies. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll send a video of this. It's very good. So back to uh, Hickory, Hickory Fleek there. So, yeah, what I was saying is he's going to be Hickory Fleek. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> this is a very serious character. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. 
<laughs> These are the same characters. Marry me with my money. <laughs> That's even better than I was. <laughs> That's even better than I thought it would be. <laughs> he sounds like. Oh no. Oh. It's so deep. Marry <laughs> me with my money. <laughs> I think that's the perfect voice. So Hickory Fleek, uh, he rations the available light to the populace. He's not necessarily the like mayor or runner or king of this town, but he is in a position where he controls the light. Thus, he controls the people. Um, he has a series of goons that support him and kind of inflict his will. Not a well-liked guy. One of the people who opposes him is well-liked by Ocean Book, which is Frida. Uh, a Banksy-esque character who makes provocative political graffiti, um, graffiti being the main form of entertainment and art in this town, apparently. They seem to not realize that graffiti was traditionally an illegal activity and just thought people made buildings cool, so they do it here. Um, but Frida pushes the bounds on even that, like any good graffiti artist. And then final character who we have not got a lot of development out of yet, but that will certainly change, is Callista Furnace, or we'll forget about her forever. But that was a heartbreaker of book who he had a little bit of a book crush on her and it was not returned. Book has realized that she's interested in someone else, but she doesn't know that yet. Yeah, that's right. And I'm going to I'm going to kill him. OK, that seems a little harsh. <laughs> so a little, decided. That's, little much. that's fine. I'm going to that's fine. Use too. my knowledge of poisons to just knock that sucker out. Taking a hard left turn with your character here. Nah, he's nice. He's kind of nitpicky, guys. That's. That's too far out of uh, out of character. You're right. So I'll employ. <laughs> yeah, I'll reel, reel it back in. I'll em, I'll employ Ocean to do it. Well, Ocean doesn't like hurting people. He's just very good at it. Yeah, just a big boy. Okay, that's a good history of your town. Uh, related to that is the history you guys have with each other based on your previous history questions. Book, you have a plus two history with Ocean. Because you trust him mm-hmm. pretty much blindly, at least at this moment. That can always change. And then Ocean, you have a plus one history with Book because he gave you his own food. Yeah, a can me, of beans, yeah. if I recall. Gave me a can of beans. Hell yeah. Yep. Um, so you guys are starting pretty well off with each other. Use that for aiding each other or interfering with each other also. Your history will change usually at the end of each session, but there are other moves that can cause it to happen as well as hurting or healing each other. Normally, history only applies to other player characters, but we're going to do a minor variant here where we will have some histories associated with other NPCs, the ones that are important. And I'm going to mostly leave that up to you guys on who you think is important. I may offer advice or say, hey, this is someone you know very well, but it's up to you if you think it's someone important enough for history, and then you'll start using those mechanics instead of some of the standard mechanics with them, as well as being able to change those relationships as time goes on. Considering we only have three NPCs right now, does that mean that we should be giving them a history level? History, what is it? What, a history level, what is, the, what, what is it called? That's a wonderful idea, Brady. So history is a stat just like any of your other stats, but what it represents is how well you know another character, uh, in this case, including some NPCs. So it's not necessarily how much you like them, or how much or how long you've been together or any of your shared history. It's how much you actually get them and how they work. That's why it's tied directly to the help and interact move. 
if you know someone well, you know how to help them and you know how to hurt them. So when we assign history to these characters, we want to have that in mind. Don't give someone a minus two just because you're like, oh, I don't like that person. Thinking about probably if it's someone you don't like, think about why do I not like them? Is it something kind of surface level? If that's true, it's still it's going to be probably a negative history. But if it's something you've like intently learned about them, you're like, oh, I've realized that this person is actually very secretive and hides a lot of details, even though they come across as very forthcoming, then you would still have a positive history with them, but a negative perception of them. Right. So so in our cases, like we in our case, we don't know Frida. So they might get a minus one or a minus yeah. two, whereas we're, you know, we interact with Hickory. So they might get you know, a zero or, an, or a positive. Is there such thing as zero history? Yep, you can have zero history. Um, yeah, I think that's a very good way of looking at it. Like Frida is someone you do like. Like that was, I think, straight up the Dekuma question, which there's someone that both of you like. Yeah, somebody we... But you do yeah. not understand them. Maybe maybe if you guys were very appreciative of the art and kind of got a lot of reading from that, you may be able to get some details. So I don't know if maybe negative two is too okay. harsh. I think I'm going to put her down as a negative one. I'll do the same. Just because from how I kind of feel about her when we were thinking about her, she's like a figure that we know, but it's still pretty enigmatic. So we, she comes to us for stuff, but we don't really know much about her personal life or anything like that. And I think ideally we have a drop point for them where they send us a note saying, this is what I need. And then we you know, whoever is we're interacting with, we say, tell, tell Frida, we'll put it at the normal spot. Yeah. Maybe we've never even met Frida in person. I think it goes in line with her being a Banksy S figure to, uh, pretty well. I like the mystery aspect. All right. And change. Should that be a negative two then? Since we've never <laughs> physically seen them in the person from, from my perspective, it'll be, I think since the, your interactions with them has been so mysterious since you haven't like talked to them ever, I think it, you should think about your own character and if what they're doing or the way their art is would make you think you understand them more. And if that's true, I would probably do a negative one still. Yeah. But if not, then I would probably keep it negative too. I think ocean doesn't quite get the art. I think oceans maybe gets the feeling behind it, but I don't see him being a particularly deep guy besides like surface level things. So I think he'll probably be a negative two. Hey, that's a that's a good moment for you when you do your uh, discover your inner beauty. Yeah, improvement. Ooh. You get it. Ooh. I actually went to Juilliard. <laughs> <laughs> I found my degree. <laughs> I like that actually being is like he goes through a chest and is like, my God, my diploma. <laughs> I know math. And I think it's like the matrix. I know Kung Fu, except it's <laughs> I just know basic arithmetic. I think, um, I think book, my vision for him is a character who, uh, reads people very well. So I think he's going to at least try to, uh, read into those, those pieces of art as deeply as he can. So I'm going to give Frida a minus one. I think that makes sense. He's more of a, Red individual, so he appreciates the fine arts more. Okay, I'm going to save the most interesting one for last. And second, we'll go to Callista Furnace. I don't think Ocean even knows who this person is. (laughs) (laughs) I think he has never heard of her or never met her, so... I guess that would be also be a negative two. Yeah, I think that's a minus two. And I think for book, that's going to be a plus one. I don't. I don't think he's spent as much time with her as he would like. I don't see book of having shared too much 
regarding Callista to Ocean? Because I'm sure it's probably a very sore and sensitive subject. I think it's probably accurate. And I think he may have, you know, admired her from afar and, and tried to do little things to get her attention. And I don't think it ever worked. Yeah, I will give you a heartbreaking spoiler that her history with you is going to be lower than that. Fuck. Ooh. Oh. Yeah, right to the heart. Maybe a little bit creepy then. We're going to get a get a a moral message about stalking. I, this is an after school <laughs> uh, special on stalking. Yeah, I'm actually the villain. <laughs> hey, there's no real heroes in the apocalypse. No. Okay, and finally, we have Hickory Fleek. So let me talk a little bit about this first before I, you guys give your opinions. I think there's a lot that you think you know about him, obviously, from our discussions, but you've had very little proof on any of this. So I don't think it should be particularly high is my first instinct. I was going to advocate for a zero. I, I was literally actually going to advocate for a zero as well, because, yeah, I think from what we've discussed, most of our views on him are pretty conspicuous. Conspiratorial. Yeah. He, he doesn't seem like a great guy either way, but yeah, a lot of your he must be this evil mastermind who has taken all our power doesn't seem to have a lot of evidence, and that does not lead it lead to a particularly high history. I yeah, think. he's demonstrably a dick. Yes. Demonstrably a dick. But we don't know if he's an intelligent dick. <laughs> yeah, you guys, yeah, he could he could just be lucky. And came in at this exact moment and took power. Or he could be an evil mastermind who orchestrated this whole situation and ate Book's parents. We yeah. don't know yet. I mean, there might be something there with Book's parents, I remember. Yeah, I do want to circle back to that because the original idea or an original thing we came up with during Dekuma was that Book's parents left about the same time Hickory arose. Do we want to stick with that? Is, does that timeline kind of make sense in your guys' head? It kind of stood out to me as, I don't know. Has it been that long since you guys have had power in a reasonable way? Or is this well, a I think, somewhat more recent thing? Because I feel like you're... How long have your parents been away, I guess? is the, Since I was young. But I, I think what, at least in my head, was the story of Hickory is that he uh, started rationing the electricity. And I, I think that over time, that practice has gotten more and more strict. Yeah, I don't necessarily think Hickory came at the same time that the power went away, that whatever was powering our settlement just cut off. I think probably it was a little bit later, but maybe part of the reason like we think Hickory is behind it all is because when he came in, he was, you know, more hoarding of the power. Right, and I think it's not like our community has no electricity. I, I think it's just a very tightly controlled and and so to answer your question. I think Book's parents have been gone for, if he's, I don't know how old Book is. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Um, how old do you think Book is? And then you start thinking, <laughs> Ocean, how old, I would say, you don't know how old Ocean yeah, is. Ocean doesn't. How, how about how old does Ocean look? <laughs> so I have him written down as his first impression is that he is lost, weary, and wide-eyed. I don't imagine him being very old. I see, I see him probably early 30s but i think he looks older than he actually is and as far as book goes i definitely feel this sense of naivety about him um but again he's still experienced enough that he's gotten very good at reading people so i'm, I'm picturing him in his early 20s and i think his parents have been gone for at least a decade but i don't think hickory is a new threat 
where you've dumped your characters. You guys ready to actually play? I, I was born ready. It's been hours. It took way longer. Usually I'm like, these systems are great because you can get in and start playing in like 10 minutes. And we somehow drew it out. We somehow drew it out over like six hours. (laughs) I am shaking with anticipation or exhaustion. Okay. We're going to start right in the action. Book. You have pissed off a group of cultists in some way. Um, Actually, not the whole group. You've pissed off a couple of them. Uh, They've become pretty upset at you. These are a group of chaos cultists called the Boxcar Children who live in the baffles a little bit down the long dark, uh, which is, you know, is a labyrinthian series of tunnels that is said to have great wealth inside of it. But it is mostly inhabited with these people who do not follow the most clear logic. What did you do to piss them off? I think uh, I challenged their ideology. So their their whole commitment to chaos driving, you know, their actions and random chance. And I maybe went to one of their rallies and handed out pamphlets advocating for science and um, start using reason to, to drive your actions. That's so much worse than I could have imagined. I thought you were going to say I like spilt a drink on him, but this is just really I already imagined Book as like an Archimedes-esque figure who is just a real (laughs) King Tankerous know-it-all. Behold, a man. So yeah, that situation got heated pretty quickly (laughs) and you found your way out of it safely. Um, But only for the time being as you were picked up uh, in the night by two members of this cult. A bag was put over your head and you were dragged somewhere far away. You heard a car running for quite a while, but now you find yourself standing in what was once a basketball court in the middle of a dilapidated town square with two cultists laughing in glee about 20, 30 feet from you, I would say. Uh, Your arms are tied behind you to a small pole and you see they have a large barrel full of water balloons. One of them comes up and lights a very bright flare and sticks it right down the front of your pants. Oh my god. And they start walking back. Uh, one by one, they take turns grabbing these water balloons and throwing them towards you. And you start realizing they're playing a game called Splash Splash Boom. Jesus. Where some of these water balloons oh, are I, filled with gasoline. Uh, I guess we're losing Book pretty early. Or I'm using, or Book's losing his junk. <laughs> what do you do? My 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 um first instinct is I'm trying to talk these guys out of it. That is notoriously successful with chaos cultists. But yeah, what do you say? Hey guys. Yeah. Would it be more chaotic if you were uh playing this game with each other, in including myself? Like give me some balloons. Let's get this party going. Oh, oh, oh okay. we'll, we'll give you balloons. Yeah, we'll give you lots of balloons. And they hurl another one at you and it splashes against you. And this one is filled with water. Oh, man. Oh, geez. OK, uh, what what is what is binding my hands? Um, It's not the best. It's like twine. OK, and they're but they're behind my back. They're behind your back. Yeah, they're connected to uh, half of a basketball goal. It looks like it was something took a large bite out of the top half of it. What I'd like to do is uh, I'm going to try to maneuver my body so that the the flare is out of harm's way. I'm going to try to block these balloons with 
you know, my back, if I see if I can twist around and then uh, try to get my hands free. Okay. So you're trying, are you trying to like fully break out right now? Or are you just trying to like not, subtly? I, I'm not right now. I'm just trying to make it so that I can't uh, get lit on fire. Okay. I'm not, I'm trying to not get immolated. Yeah. So yeah, you, you turn around and they go, oh, that's no fun. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. And they start like kind of running around as you turn, rotating around you, orbiting, but staying a very far distance away. Like they view some sort of fairness in their game they're playing. Um, and they try to kind of split up and go on each side of you to kind of corner you down where you have to be facing one of them. Uh, and throughout this, they throw several more balloons at you that mostly splash harmlessly against your black or back. You do feel one of them was filled with gasoline, though. Uh, but luckily you had turned and it just splashed against your back. You smell that very harsh stench immediately in your nose. OK, so uh, I think it's safe to assume that some of that got onto whatever's binding my hands. Yes, I'm going to do something dumb. And I'm going to try to wiggle the flare so that it lights the rope that's binding my hands on fire. Oh. Or or maybe maybe try to bring it against the pole that's at my back. So the, the basketball hoop that's behind me, I'm going to try to bring the flare against that basketball hoop in, in the hopes that one of the balloons filled with oil landed on that. I'm going to try to light the basketball hoop on fire. Okay, and you're just doing this like right in front of them? without trying to hide it or are you 100%. trying to do it subtly okay nope okay i'm freaking out okay. i'm totally freaking out <laughs> okay you you turn and there you're able to successfully do this here that's something that physics will let you do you turn a little bit and it starts catching fire and you feel the heat uh gets real hot real quick um but it looks like it is caught somewhere near the bindings on your wrist so it's starting to kind of eat away at it but it is not a comfortable position to be in all right, so now I'm trying to break away. Okay. Um, one of them runs up to you and tries to bear hug you while you're on fire. That's fun. Yeah. That's nice of him. What do you do? Um, I'm trying to push his face into the fire. Oh, okay. shit. Uh, give me a... We're not having fun anymore. Give me a act under pressure roll. Oh, shit. I got a five. A five total? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, five plus... No, no, sorry. Five plus two, so seven. Okay. Oh, seven right. is a mixed success. Okay, I'm going to give you a... Difficult choice here. Either your movement and smashing into him is going to significantly hurt him to the point where he's not going to be able to do anything against you for a little bit, but the fire is going to go out and it's not going to be, or it's not going to be weak enough for it to just fall off of you. Or you can choose to have um, the fire remain on you, which normally would be a very bad thing. In this case, <laughs> is a bit of an upside. The fire remains on you, but he's going to get a solid bear hug around you. Hmm. I'm going to go for the, the first option. I don't, I don't want to get burnt too badly out of this situation okay yeah so the fire goes out before you take any significant damage you just feel some like you feel uh, intense heat on your wrists but you're able you shove it in his face and he stumbles backwards kind of grabbing onto his head is my flare still lit your flare is still lit yes this seems like a very good flare dang this is one of those good flares and the other one you see uh you hear actually first a racking of a shotgun Oh, that's really fun. Okay, I'm trying to... I'm feeling the 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 cord around my wrists and behind me, and I'm looking for an end of the knot, and I'm going to try to untie it before they shoot me in the head. Okay, this is going to be try something challenging. Oh, and I'm supposed to mark that I rolled for... Yes, when you roll... Cool, right? Yeah, when you roll for that stat, you mark it. Okay, and now I'm rolling for... Am I? What am I rolling for now? Try something challenging, which is plus aggro. Oh boy, that's not good. You're not good at untying knots. And I got an 
eight minus one. So I got a seven. Another again. seven. That Jeez. is a mixed success. You look and you're trying to untie it. You think you can get it off, but you're going to be in a position where you're probably going to take a blast from a shotgun at a pretty close distance. <laughs> so not a great thing. Um, or you think you look in his eyes real quick and you think that if you kind of stop moving, he will not shoot at you. Yeah, but you, you're you found if you choose that case, you have found the string you need to pull basically to get out of it. You'll be very close to being able to extricate yourself from the situation. Okay. Um, are we, how many, how many guys are in this situation at this point? There is one with a burning face behind you who is not having a great time. And then there is one, he's about 20 feet away with a shotgun point at you and a barrel full of water balloons. Okay. Um, is this considered private in private? Uh, yeah, you're alone. Okay. So I think, so what, what is, what are my options? You're either going to be able to get out, but you're going to have to eat one of these, whatever's in the shotgun. Yeah, no, I'm not taking a shotgun blast. Okay. Uh, so, or you're going to have to stop, not be completely removed right now, but you're finding that one little string you have to tug to be free. And you think yeah, he's so not going to go through with the shot if you're not moving. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm chilling out. Okay. He stops and goes, quit struggling. That was really funny what you did to that guy, though. That was a good move. Um, but we're here. There's only going to be like 10 more balloons. What are the chances? One one goes boom. There's like almost no chance. Thanks, man. I'm glad you liked my little, my little game there. One one deliver of chaos to another. Uh, how about you? How about um, I try to use my compassionate presence on him and see if uh, there's something that I can leverage against him. You're using your compassionate presence. So when you meet an NPC in private, which I will be generous in this situation and say it's private, (laughs) uh, you can roll plus cool. Go ahead and do that. Okay, so 11 plus two. So we've got a roll of 13. 13. Um, Which means I get to ask both, uh, are they ashamed of something that they've done and are they holding on to pain? Ooh, those are deep questions for a chaos cultist. You feel he does not blurt anything out about being ashamed of something they've done. This seems like they, they've fully bought in to the world is chaos and you're mostly along for the ride. Um, so they don't have a lot of shame for pretty much anything they've done. But when you look at him, he, he kind of stops for a second. He tucks the shotgun into the side of the barrel with the water balloons and he just kind of looks exasperated because like, I knew this wouldn't work out. I just knew this was just such a waste of time. Everything I do with him over there, he just, he just pulls me along and I just, ugh, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. He's, he's, he's guiding us too much. Like this isn't, this isn't random. I know exactly which one of these balloons has gasoline in it. And he picks one up. He's holding it in his hand. That's threatening. Um, hey man, this is your chance to get rid of that problem. You've got that balloon. He's got that flame. Let, let one and one equal two. Give me a sway someone roll. Okay, not, so I, I got an 11. Okay, on a 10 plus, they have to choose set revert, reserve and skepticism aside and go along with you or else explain to you why they must refuse. He looks up at you and he and he's, uh, grabs that water balloon and he squeezes it in his hand a little bit and he goes, now here's the thing. And then we're going to jump over to Ocean. Oh. Who is cruising along in the spider going top speed right now as fast as that little crank will go um you are zooming along and you had heard uh, about 45 minutes ago one of these chaos cultists in town 
bragging about how two of them have picked up book and are taking them to go play splash splash boom which you know is not a very safe game <laughs> it's not sound like a safe game yeah so you have headed to the location I, I guess for some character background do you think you just overheard kind of the location or do you would you have tried to get the location out of them um i think book would have overheard it not book not book ocean would have overheard it. He's not a very chatty guy, so I imagine he probably was just listening. Yeah, they were boisterously bragging, and you recognize the kind of location that they're talking about being near one of the scavenging grounds that you work in. Yeah. Um, so you start booking it that way, or oceaning it that way, <laughs> and you are cranking along at full speed down the long dark. Uh, so the long dark, as it is aptly named, is mostly dark. Uh, you just have the lights of your spider um, to light the way in front of you every once in a while though they have large chambers that there are lights strung up um, they're like those large construction lights if, that you see on roads at night that just shine light to give kind of some perspective of where you're at so you're just not zooming through these tunnels because people do use these for long distance travel like they're not a lot of people but there are people who use them so you're zooming along uh, with your headlights lighting the way and you reach one of these lit openings um, and that's actually a massive chamber in front of you mm -hmm. that you see there's just this darkness. And as you hit a small bump, oh, first, let's back it up a little bit. What music are you playing in the spider? Oh, what music am I playing in the spider? I'm going to go to my Spotify playlist and I'm just going to hit the shuffle button. And whatever that says is what I'm playing. Well, that sounds like it's going to be some sad girl music. It probably will be. I'll be honest. I mean, Ocean seems like a sad girl kind of guy. Aren't we all? Miserabilia by Los Campesinos is the first. That's an excellent choice. Miserabilia. Okay. Blaring through the speakers. <laughs> this one's probably on your Zune. Probably. Blaring through the speakers, but you hit a small bump and your headlights flash against something in the distance. There's just like a quick little flash that you see. Let's read a situation here. What kind of thing yeah, am I seeing? It seems like a situation. Yeah, it seems like a situation. Give me a sharp roll. Give me that sharp. Uh, it's plus zero sharp. Let me. An eight. An eight. You can ask me one of these questions. And remember, when you're acting on this, any of these answers I give you, you get plus one to any roll you make. What should I be on the lookout for? That's a pretty apt question. Headlights shine for just a second and reflect something against you. It looks glass. It's far in the distance. But this vehicle is made for three-dimensional travel yeah so you're able to angle those headlights a little up with just the turn of a crank and it goes a little bit up and you can barely see the same reflection in the distance and you think it's a sniper rifle scope oh shit basically i just want to tuck it i want to duck into my uh my little less than stable thing and just try and hit the bra hit the acceleration as much as i can okay so you're gonna hunker down and try to power through it yeah uh give me a Deal with bad terrain roll. That is another eight. Excellent. You choose one out of you slow down and pick your way forward. You push too hard and your vehicle suffers harm. Or you ditch out and go back to find another way. <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'm going to push hard so my vehicle suffers. Okay. You push the pedal <laughs> to the metal. <laughs> I think you have a pedal. <laughs> it probably does. Yeah, you push it to the metal and you are basically roaring through this tunnel blind and you start crunching up against some stalagmites that do not sound great for your suspension um, but while you're hunkered down you hear this loud pop and then a crack 
Oh, and shit. you look up, and there's like a three-inch bullet halfway through that thick glass oh. in your windshield, oh, right shit. where your head would be. But oh. it's just stuck there in the glass right now because you got like it's bulletproof, but not this size bullet proof for very long. Mm. <laughs> All right. What do you do? You keep just cranking forward, or are you gonna try to? outmaneuver it or anything like that i'm gonna try and use my knowledge of the tunnels to see if there's any way i can like veer off into one of these little corridors that'll connect Ooh, slow that'll connect to my destination okay give me a uh, read a situation roll read a situation this is a different one than before because that was kind of detecting the threat you're kind yep. of assessing the environment should i have added that plus one probably to okay i didn't so we'll just pretend that didn't happen it's a six that's a six. That is a miss. I'm going to have you still ask one of these questions anyway, but I'm going to be able to make a move against you. That's how this works in okay. this system. So it's a really situation question. Yep. So you can ask who's in control here? What's my best way in, out, around, through? Who or what poses the biggest threat? Who or what represents the best opportunity for me to do something? What should I be on the lookout for? I think I'm going to go with what's my best way in to where books being kept. So you peek your head up for just a minute. You're, you kind of, you try to visualize this tunnel. You've been here before. You see where it is, but you just need a couple reference points. So you peek up in the time you hope this guy has to reload this sniper <laughs> rifle. And uh, you see that there is a gap that you think you could, normally you would have to curve around the side and you loop back up to a larger, this same large uh, cavern further ahead you think you may be able to use the capabilities of your spider to kind of swing across there but there is no light on the other side and you don't know exactly what the distance is okay so you would kind of have to sword blind i'm gonna risk it for that biscuit i have plus one history with book i gotta get over to him you gotta I, save him I, for I that plus two history <laughs> i know he's doing something not good over there i mean he's got a big mouth so okay i think this has to be try something challenging this seems difficult to do are you going to give me a plus one? Yeah, you can add your okay. plus one. So try something challenging. That's an aggro. I'm not very aggressive, so this is canceled out. It's a zero. Oh, God. That's a four. That's a four. That's a four. Okay. You go for your ramp, and you go and launch off of it while you try to shoot one of your rock spears <laughs> into what you're certain is uh, a large hanging stalactite. Did I do that right? Yes, stalactite. What you're certain is a large hanging stalactite. And it pierces into something. You feel it, but you start kind of rotating in the wrong direction and you feel it. And you're going towards where the person shot you from. And you feel you feel it slowing down as you start grinding against the rocks. Um, and you see a flashlight peer down on top of your vehicle. All right, can I act under fire? to keep on going that way. Okay, you want to, you are literally about to be under fire. So it sure seems like I'm roll. about to be shot. So you're gonna try to, are you gonna try to shoot more of your little spider boys out to try to? Yeah, I'm gonna try and take another shot at the uh, direction I'm trying to go. Okay, give me an act under fire. That's a 10. That is a 10, that That's is a, a 10. full success. On a 10 plus, you're solid and you can do it. And if you were going to suffer harm, you'll suffer minus one harm, but I'm going to say you avoid harm altogether. Nice. As you see him, you uh, he clicks a light on his foot that he was using um, to give him some vision before you were coming around that corner. You don't know how he knew you were coming, but he seemed to know you are coming that way. Um, and you see 
this face just smiling down at you. He has this ratty long hair and this massive sniper rifle. Like this thing is too large. Do I recognize this as one of the boxcar children? Yes, you know this is certainly a boxcar children. You see he has, much like a very cool shark tooth necklace, he has a dice necklace. Oh, nice. Um, And, uh, you know, they frequently wear that. They're big and stanty. And you see him just smiling above you, and he is reloading his massive sniper rifle, but he is taking his time. He's just pulling it up, snaps it back, and starts holding, uh, aiming it up towards, it actually looks like he's going to aim for your engine block, thinking he can punch right through that. So he is right below me, right? Above you. He's above me. Yeah. Okay. Unless you were going to drop on him, then he will be below you. Okay, no, I was. if he was above <laughs> me, I was gonna try and swing my shovel to knock him off his feet, if I can reach that okay. with the shovel. Yeah, you can try that. Okay. Um, so first, we'll resolve your try something challenging where okay. you're able to, right before he shoots, he's not expecting how quickly uh, this thing can change directions, and this spear comes out, and you just start cranking a little bit out of the way. So this gun fires, and there's just this cloud of smoke above you as it uh, bounces off of some rock um, right where you would have been, and you're able to attack someone. Oh, come on. That's a six. <laughs> With your plus two? That's a six with my plus two. Okay, on a miss, be prepared for the worst. I think I landed one. I I succeeded one roll this whole time so far. So you go and uh, go to swing your shovel at him, and he reaches down and just grabs onto your shovel. Oh, shit. And he is way stronger than he thought, than he looks. Um, And you realize he is holding this massive sniper rifle with one hand, so this guy's (laughs) a little more jacked than he seems. I'm going to accelerate him on my vehicle to see if I can just, like, with my vehicle and uh, just crank around. crank away and okay, see if i can like pull him away from okay so you're away. holding onto the shovel while you're cranking yeah i'm gonna see if i can go pull away. away and hopefully pull him off balance a little bit to give me a little bit of time but mostly i'm just trying to crank it and pull off give me an act under fire roll that's an eight an eight okay you're able to uh you already had this other rope shot out against the far cavern wall where you're trying to go and you engage the crank that starts pulling you in that direction while you're holding on to him, and he just comes with you. You yank this uh, shovel down, and he is just holding on so tight that he falls onto the roof of your vehicle. Oh, God. He's holding on. His uh, his sniper rifle does tumble into the depths below. Okay. He is on top with you, and you see him start pulling out a series of knives. With the current tunnel system, am I pretty safe to just keep on going straight for a while to get where I need to go? Yeah, you're kind of in the last stretch. Okay. And yeah, it's mostly straight. I'm going to try and fight him off. I'm going to try and knock him off my roof. I'm just going to kick with my leg and keep kicking at him and hopefully push him off. Okay, this is going to be doing battle, which is where you attack someone while under fire. So what you're going to do in that case is roll plus hard. On a 10 plus, you get to basically have a 10 on either of those and a mixed success on the other. On a 7 to 9, you have a mixed success on both. On a miss, you're in a very bad situation. Okay, uh, that is an 11. An 11. Okay, so you get to have a full success on either attack someone or act under fire, and then you have a seven to nine on the other one. I'm gonna say I have a full success on attack somebody, and I'm gonna have a mixed success under act under fire. You get to choose two of the options from attack someone when you get a 10 plus. You can inflict terrible harm, you can seize hold of something, you can get them out of your way, you can impress, frighten, or dismay them, or you can pin them down. So I get to pick two of these on a 10 plus? Yep. I'm going to get them out of my way, and I'm going to impress, frighten, or dismay them. Okay, how are you going to 
dismay them. Uh, I'm gonna try and knock them off my car so that they roll away and hopefully because they see how fast I'm going forward then they feel like they have no way of catching up. Okay, yeah, this beast of a spider roars to life (laughs) and starts just cranking along, gaining speed, and it lets out just this horrible groan right when you put your foot right into his chest. And uh, he goes tumbling backwards, and you see him try to reach out and hold on, and you hear this very loud scraping sound, but he uh, tumbles down and grabs onto the ledge beneath you. Looks up, he actually does not kind of react quickly. He seems like he saw his life flash before his eyes, and he's kind of just standing there, looking at you, hanging there, staring at you. Okay. And you're cranking along to the opening, and yeah, you're able to make it, you land on the other side, and you are heading to where you think Book is, uh, when you notice you notice your fuel gauge is dropping much quicker than you expect. Uh-oh. In the sense that you can see it going down. Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm guessing he probably did something to my fuel tank. Yeah, when you look over your shoulder, you see where he tried to hold on. He tried to hold on with one of his knives, and it cut right through some sort of fuel line. And it's just spraying gasoline out the side. Um, we're going to jump back to Book. And he goes, now here's the thing. You are so correct. And he hurls this balloon at his friend, um, and it just bursts into flame. Uh, and he, you see him just screech and yell and try to like roll on the ground behind you. Um, are you doing anything during this moment? I am going to try to read the situation. Okay, give me another read a charge situation. Sharp roll. So that was a nine plus, so an 11. 11, Damn. okay, you get to ask three of these questions <laughs> right now. Okay, so I'm going to ask what is my best way out? Uh, I, I can you, I can give you answers before you ask more in case that changes any of your answers. Um, so your best way out mm-hmm. of this exact situation, he doesn't have any way to hurt you from a very far distance. He has hand-thrown wire balloons and a shotgun. Um, so if you're able, there is a tunnel opening. You don't know where you are. You were hooded and thrown in a trunk. Um, but there is a tunnel opening almost in the opposite direction where he is from you. That if you think if you could run down there, you would at least have a time to survive. What represents my the best opportunity for me to free my hands? For you to free your hands? So you see he's holding two more water balloons right now in his, uh, in his left hand. When he tucked in that shotgun, he grabbed two more. And you see one of them seems to be inflated more than the other. And you know gasoline, when confined, will release gases. And you think one of these two has gas in it. Um, so you have a 50-50 shot in the short term of being able to get your hands free. You're already in a good position to be able to pull them out, um, but you know there is about to be a torrent of fire at you. Okay. Um, my final question is, what should about, what should I be on the lookout for once I get free? Um, you don't see it right now, but you know you were brought here in a car, so this dude still has a vehicle. So escaping him on foot not a super great idea long term got it but you do not see the car so my my plan is gonna try to free my hands and steal his car but i think in order to do that i have to uh have to i have to free my hands. you can do that you found that you found that little thread you can let it go right now you think he may be pissed if you do that so but i can't i can't see the car right now you cannot see the car right now. you think let me say, you would know kind of the rough direction it was from when they dragged you here. They didn't do a good job of making you like spin around a bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you think it's somewhere behind him. Probably lights off down a little bit 
of an alcove. Hmm. So we did just build up this rapport. Yeah, you guys are good friends. So Plus one I'm wondering <laughs> if... <laughs> is now a good time to read him and see if he might let me go? You can try to read someone in a charged situation. So I think for this opening one, I'm letting you guys read the same situation a little more than I normally would, but I think it's... This is an exciting time to do it. Get used to the roles. This is all about getting used to it. So, okay. No, no. In that case, I think I'll, I think I'll, I'll act on, on the uh, information that we have here. I, I am gonna pull that thread. I'm gonna raise my hands, but I'm not gonna move just yet. You pull that thread and put your hands up. You said. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm keeping my hands where they are. I'm just getting them free. I'm getting ready to get ready. Okay. Yeah. Your hands are free, and he, you see this guy laughing at his friend rolling on the ground. And he goes, I think I'm just going to throw one more at you and then we'll be fine. Then you can go back on your way. And if chaos determines that you live, you live. And if not, you may live. You'll just probably get a little bit toasty. Mm -hmm. um, and you see him, he's, he has these two water balloons and he's kind of just shifting their positions in his hand. And you see that the one he stops on is the one filled with gasoline. Okay, I'm trying to catch that. Sucker. You you don't know if he knows that still? Yeah. Um, but you can tell. Okay, so um, actually, I was going to say I'm going to try to catch the balloon when he throws it. But screw that. Uh, my hands are free. I'm going to grab the flare and try to throw it at the balloon. Excellent. This is going to be act under fire. It's really close to being trying something challenging. But I think most people could throw a flare this distance. So I'm going to say if you, you're you in an intense situation um, and you're trying to remain cool and accurate there. So I'm going to say act under fire. Okay, great. I'm going to roll now plus cool oh man that was i i have i've been having good luck that's a 12 you see him pull back this water balloon you see the smile get on his face as he turns and looks at it and you can tell he notices that it is also filled with gasoline and while he's turned smiling at it this flare comes hurling towards him and he sees it for just a moment light up his face before this balloon explodes right on top of him right over his hand and uh, he falls to the ground trying to roll this fire out. I'm really glad that I started this game out by murdering two men. <laughs> <laughs> They're not dead yet. All right, it's time to run. I'm getting the heck out of there. Okay, you book it to where you think the car is, and you are correct. The car is there. Do I know how to um, drive it? The keys are obviously in the ignition. Yes, Hell yeah. you know how to drive. Um, this is kind of... Uh, it's, I was about to let you choose the car. This is a Jeep. Oh yeah. Oh, like a Wrangler, but like an old one. Love that. Classic. Um, you hop in it and you are heading where you think back to town is. Is it reasonable to assume that I counted the number of lefts and rights that we made? And I'm just trying to. Yeah. I will let you try something challenging to try to do that. Okay. All right. To, to try to get myself back to uh mm. back to town man i know i'm i'm going i'm switching it up again sorry i'm gonna say read a situation okay no i think that's fair which you are better at but i think it's more accurately absolutely so yeah with my plus two that's a 10 excellent uh you can ask me three you probably don't need all of them but what's my best way out yeah so you you think back to being in that in the trunk and you were trying to keep track of lefts and rights luckily they were not taking their turns very smoothly so you could feel every turn, but it is hard to tell like how much they turned. And with these winding tunnels, that could be multiple options. 
but you start heading your way back. Um, do you have any of the other questions? Yeah, I definitely want to know what I should be on the lookout for. I have a feeling that's, that something else might be happening nearby. Yeah, you you know they usually don't travel in pairs of two. They usually kind of roll pretty deep. So just the fact that these two took you out there is either strange or there's more people around. Okay, good to know. Let's uh, let's let's go let's go home. Okay, you start roaring back in your jeep. It is bare bones stripped down, so you're actually cranking along pretty quick, and pretty soon your headlights flash against the spider. Oh shit! Which has come to a not super <laughs> graceful stop, completely out of gasoline. I get out of it and I like kick it angrily. So we're obviously not stopping, and we're we're just getting out of there. I don't care. I'm kidding. Uh, no, we're going to screech to a halt and and hop out and start looking around. Cool. Hey, Ocean. What's up, man? Oh, hey, Book. Uh, so you got out of that pretty okay? You uh, you scrounged in. What do you mean? I, how, did, how did you know? I just overheard that you uh, maybe made a few boxcar children a little angry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe more than a few of them. But, but luckily, it was just, uh, just two of them that, that tried to mess with me. Uh, three actually. Uh, somebody tried to shoot me just a little while ago. Oh man! And you see, and you see the window shield. Window shield. <laughs> you see the the new ornament. You see the windshield of the spider. Yeah, has a new hood ornament that is a massive bullet that is just wedged right in the middle. Well, yeah, that's that is hard to get out. Yeah, that's not ideal for the structural integrity of that glass. <laughs> that's probably going to be a full replacement. Uh, well, uh, I would offer you a ride, but. Uh, I think he stabbed my gas tank. I really, I really hate, I really hate to get rid of this Jeep that I just got because I love it. It's beautiful. It's everything I ever wanted. But I bet we could scavenge some parts off the Jeep to repair. Oh, yeah. I was just spider. about to say, maybe we can upgrade it. We can already upgrade it with this Jeep bits. Do we think, do you think the Jeep has a bulletproof windshield that's exactly the right shape and size to replace the one that just got damaged? <laughs> Uh, not, not absolutely not, but it could be like put on top of it to cover up the hole and things like that. Hmm. But yeah, not is certainly not in these conditions, but yes, size wise, it is not equivalent. Big thing is I want to see how, how fast and how efficiently can we be to get the gas tank out of the Jeep and into mine? Well, I think we, we might just need a hose. We might not need the entire, I mean, actually, I got a, it's got a hole in it. Does patch the, up the um, hole? So what? What was it? Let's. Can we? Is that reading the situation, or is that just knowing what's going on? Ninja, just ask me a question. Yeah, I, if it's something you don't have to read a situation for. So is the jeep? So what? What got damaged on Spider? What needs to get replaced? Um, you check it out, and it looks like there was a, a fuel line that was bringing the fuel from the gas tank up to the engine. Um, the actual engine for the wheeled part. Actually, there's two separate engines one for the cranky boys and one for the wheelie boys and the one that brings fuel not in a very graceful manner up to the front uh, engine has a slice along it it's not like completely split in two or anything but it has a slice along the side of it where when he tumbled down he left a mark cool and what's in the what's in the back of the jeep anything we can use any duct tape um, yeah, oh, they got, it's a Jeep. Yeah, they got some duct tape. They got some scraps. They got a toolkit that's missing all of the useful sizes of Allen wrenches, but has the other ones. Nice. All right, well, I, I think I'm going to try to keep the Jeep in running order if possible and, and use 
the scraps to repair the spider until we can get both of them into town because I really like this Jeep. Yeah, I, I want to very least patch up the gas tank so we can uh, get it running so we can get home. And I'm probably going to have to share my fuel with you. Probably. Yeah, I can do a nice siphoning. Um, so one of you give me a try something challenging and then the other one can assist if they would like. So um, you well, you, neither of us have good aggro. Mine's minus one. What's yours? Yeah, mine's minus one as well. Oh, shit. So I guess that doesn't matter. Uh... It seemed like Book was taking the lead in this situation. Okay. So I think you should probably yeah. roll. Yeah, I think and you're probably the well. more intelligent when it comes to like. Guys, it's knowledgeable not, about how to how to do these things. It's not good news. I got um, I got a, I got a five. Okay, well, let me okay, see. Well, let me see my help. With a help someone, <laughs> yeah, help is different. And there, there's a lot of systems where help someone only adds a plus one. Um, this one actually knocks it up a whole tier. So, so maybe you can make a miss. Yeah. Okay, let's see if I can uh, succeed. Okay, that's actually really good. That's a twelve. A 12, yeah, so that knocks it up. You also get plus one history with them, and they get plus one history with you. Oh, nice. So I'm going to say during this, you guys have a nice car talk <laughs> where you <laughs> you have a like almost father-son moment of learning about cars and fixing things up, who's but the, probably in reverse. I was going to say, who's the father and son in this relationship? You're my dad, but I'm teaching you. I think I'm older than you, but you're also teaching me here. Um, but yeah, you guys have a nice, meaningful chat while repairing this as best you can. So it is a you had a mixed success, basically, since he helped you. Um, so it, this is going to be just enough to get back to town and nothing else. This is definitely not a permanent repair. Your spider is going to be in bad shape. Gotcha. But you can definitely get back to town and in a quick enough time that you don't think you will be swarmed by a bunch of cultists. OK, that's always nice. You you see in your rear view that Colt is trying to delicately work his way back to the <laughs> back to where his friends are from this kind of alcove you stuck him in. Yeah. Um, eventually, you roll into town just as the duct tape had dissolved from the gas fumes and your leak had gotten worse, and you just like roll in right as you putter out. Of like, gas. I imagine it like literally slides into the garage and then just dies. <laughs> Just perfectly, and then it makes a sad wally noise, just like, oh. um, but you're back in town. Do I still have the Jeep? Oh, yeah. Did you follow him with the Jeep? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to do that. Or led the way with the Jeep? Yes. Yeah, you can still have the Jeep. Cultists will probably know it belongs to them, but you can have it. Do you want to try to hide it somewhere? I would somewhere, love to or hide are you it. Just gonna... Can it fit in my garage? But yeah, I think it could fit in your garage. It, yeah. It'll be cramped, yeah. so you won't be able to work as well on your car. Which it does need repairs. It's like bad timing for, for it, but uh, yeah, for now you can fit both of them in the garage. I don't think it's gonna fit in your cave book. Hey, thanks for putting the target on your garage's back as opposed to my little caves. Oh shit, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but uh, but also right. no take backsies. No, I mean it makes sense. I feel like it needs to go in a garage. Yeah, but I think we'll close it so we can maybe see we could it. spend some time to like. Uh, disguise it, you know, repaint it or something. Get uh, Frida, get Frida Banksy yeah. to paint it up. Um, so yeah, you guys are back in town, uh, surviving a somewhat precarious outing, <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be the end of session point five.
Thank you for sticking around through our setup episodes. I hope you're ready for more action and way more laughs per minute when we're actually playing this game. Luckily, we are releasing the first episode with this collection of setup episodes, so you can go ahead and listen to that right now by waiting a little bit or selecting it in your favorite podcatcher. The logo and all art design is by Brady McDonough, and all the music and editing was performed by Stu Masterson. Thank you so much for listening. Love you, bye.